Welcome to Jewelry Artist, where we examine the art and business of making jewelry. Join me for intriguing conversations with jewelry artists who will inform and inspire you. I'm Katie Hacker, your host. My guest today is Brenda Schwader, and she's a good friend of mine, and she's an inventor of Now That's a Jig and Now That's a Hammer, along with being a jewelry designer and a marketing maven, really. Brenda is taking a hard look at her business, like many of us are right now, and she's making some changes. I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation. Hey, Brenda, I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Hey, Katie, it's nice to be here. Thanks for asking me on. Yeah, thanks for joining. It's cool because, um, you know, we've been talking about a lot of different aspects of jewelry artistry, and you have done it all. You've done everything (laughs) from creating your own jewelry to making your own line of jewelry, making your own line of tools. You have your now that's a jig and now that's a hammer. I mean, you're really encompassing a lot of different aspects. In fact, the first time I met you was at your trend seminar on jewelry right. trends. I know. I love, I, I love, I love that. That's, that's kind of a cool beginning for us. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. I loved yeah. it. I was really into um, studying trends myself at that time. And I loved coming to your presentation and feeling like I was on the right track. Yeah. That's funny that you're, you know, I mean, I really, <laughs> my mother says, would you like to be busy, Brenda? <laughs> That's true. I know that about you. Yes, I do. My mother. Um, So, yeah, Janet comes up in the conversation a lot since um, we're now living in Arizona. And so we're eight minutes from my mom and uh, she's a good cook. So we're over here a lot. Nice. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I was remembering about the trending. And that's really kind of how I got started in the whole jewelry industry. Um, My husband worked for Kalmbach at the time. um, And... um, somehow it came up in the conversation they were just starting beat style magazine and they needed someone who might be able to do a fashion forecast of all things and i had gone back to teach um and just with small two bo- two small boys and dragged liam to the fashion illustration classes oh my gosh somehow came up that i was teaching at a fashion school and um the rest is history <laughs> one thing leads to another yeah that's for sure yeah and i feel like you are able to pivot every time into whatever the next thing is with a lot of grace. Well, thank you for that. I, th- I think that's a little bit of attention deficit. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever you so, want to call it is okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of, you know, and, and for those people who think that they, they need to go to college and know what they want to do right away. And uh, I really had a, quite a few jobs. Um, when I was in my younger career and, um, that, that wasn't so, so much of an asset then when you look at your resume (laughs) (laughs) and finally I found out if I just did what I wanted to do somehow, it it just sort of trailed into, uh, into my passions. And so I, and, and continue to do so. (laughs) So. For sure. How do you feel like, um, how do you feel like things are now? Um, this is, I, I guess, for, for anyone, really, this recent pivot with, uh, you know, the coronavirus has really kind of thrown everyone for a loop. But, um, you know, I had started to do, as a lot of uh, us have started to do more online, um, you know, and because the market basically sort of put us in the position where we could. And so, you know, started doing Facebook Lives and uh, doing some other things. And some people are doing some online coursework. Um, 
And so that's really what I'm starting to do now as a, as a rebrand. And that, you know, the coronavirus put, kind of put the seal on that. Like, yes, we are doing this now <laughs> instead right. of, you know, if you feel like it in a year. Um, but I was really, really starting to do some of this before I've, really felt like um I, I love my products i love now that's a jig and now that's a hammer um the hammer steak sets but um, my real love is in making with found objects and with steel wire and so um you know it, it's funny because i tell people that when i started now that's a jig it was just going to be a side thing <laughs> yeah. it kind of took over your life for a minute there yeah a little a fat minute so mm-hmm. um in in which is is great i mean you know people dream about having a product and some teachers think oh, i wish i had a product and and, and it, it is great but you really do need to consider how much time that's going to take um you know, and, and a lot of us, well, some of us teachers, I'm thinking of also work uh, other careers. I'm thinking of our good friend, Neelay Patel. And so he's, he has his product and uh, he's doing um, that on the side. <laughs> right. With, he's uh, amazing. A lot more class than I <laughs> ever could. <Yeah>. But <laughs> He's one of my younger heroes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, you know, just find yourself sort of like, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to do that. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of going into this new direction of um, creativity coaching. And I love creativity. I, um, I did a, a, actually a column for um, Wirework magazine um, on creativity, which was kind of, which was kind of fun for a while. And um, I was, I was so sorry to see that go. It was, it was really fun. So I would write the column and then I would do, um, you know, a jewelry design to sort of go with that, which, which was uh, fun to build on for me, you know, kind of working on both sides of my brain. So, yeah, I can understand that, especially, you know, you were saying about, um, when you, how a lot of people would like to have a tool line. And once you created the tools, they really were to make your job of making your art easier. And then Mm -hmm. you're turning towards sharing that with other people. Yeah. And making yeah. it easier for them to make their art and giving them all kinds of inspiration and creative ideas. But you're selling the tool, you know, so yep. you're not really so much doing your art. Right, right. You're selling. Okay, so you've got and and it's it's kind of full circle, you know. So you think, oh, if I only had this, I, I, I would like to build this thing with this this tool and um oh I'll invent an accessory for it or I'll do that. But then sometimes that becomes the focus and you're like, okay, sales are down. What else am I going <laughs> what other accessory am I going to build right. onto here? So um, Better make some patterns. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. some then, online classes. Then, you know, yeah. Do that and add on that and um and then, you know need a graphic designer instead of paying, you know, $80 or more an hour for someone to make the pattern. So, you know, figure that out. And you, as you know, Katie, become sort of a jack of all trades, but there's no way you can do it all. Um, and so where I fall down is a lot of the accounting and the, and the business uh, acumen that needs to happen. Um, so I, I think you know, that's true I, for so many art brains. Yeah. yeah. So I we do have to uh, have help. Yeah, I've I found a consultant whom I adore, and 
He's, and my husband likes it that I don't have to come to it. <laughs> He's not your, cons- your husband doesn't have to be your consultant now. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a pretty big, uh, you know, thing to put on uh, him, any husband. <laughs> so is. he, he kind of likes that Mark is, Mark's around and. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, of course, it's great to hook up with people who are so knowledgeable about the industry and who can kind of help you navigate the waters of every shift that you want to make. Right, right, exactly. And someone who really gets you. I mean, it's like, I think somebody, you know, I I really fell into um, a really great relationship because, you know, some consultants might have an idea of what that is and or really, really want your product to work. Um, and Mark is really more about, you know, just like, well, what do you want? You know, what because it's not going to work if if I start going down a road and I'm not my heart's not fully in it, um, you know. Um, and so he's he's really been more of a a, a mentor, a, co- a coach, which I really didn't have when I worked um, uh, in the real world, <laughs> you know, uh, for mm-hmm. corporate. I was in shopping center marketing in my early um, early years, and then I kind of went into the built environment. I worked for an architect, and um, I got further and further away from uh, anything creative and I'm just like holy cow um so I had to stop and then have babies (laughs) take a big break (laughs) that will um encourage a lot of people to reframe what they're doing (laughs) right right so either have babies or move halfway across the United States (laughs) check we've done both hey yeah no wonder we get each other (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think though, I mean, those are some big shifts and they're shifts come in all forms, right? So right. it's really right. looking at what you just said, which is what do I really want? Mm-hmm. And then how can I get there? Either trying to do everything or able to get help. You know, I mean, there there are so many steps to really changing your focus. Right, right. And I think, you know, unfortunately, I mean, this everyone says, you know, follow your passion, do what you really want to do. Um, and you and I know that, that there's a lot of a caveat built into that because you still do want to contribute to your family's income. And, um, you know, I always think back, like, and it didn't, uh, go to college for nothing, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to be able to use some of my brains and some of the other, uh, and, and really contribute. Um, but um, so I, I do think there is a lot of balancing um, that needs to go on. And, um, you know, so I remember you once said to me, uh, so what are you, what are your side hustles? <laughs> and I was really like, and you were like, huh? huh? <laughs> isn't it, all, isn't it all a side hustle? <laughs> I had to, I had to go home and, and think about that one. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But, to me, what that says is it really wasn't paying attention. Like I should have been able to tell that it was all one big hustle. You know, oh, no. Maybe I just didn't know you that great then. I don't know. But um, I think I was looking for someone to commiserate with because we often are talking about our creative businesses, you know, and yeah. I always feel like I have something cooking on the side. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally get it now. But it, it was just like, oh, <laughs> should, should I have another side? <laughs> this is the whole hustle, honey. <laughs> well, you're so driven. I mean, you have such an extraordinary um, sense of where you want to go. That's how it seems to me. 
You know, like Gosh. you don't sleep. You just, you make stuff, you sell stuff, you're teaching stuff. Oh, no, it, I, I, that's I'm how it is. That's how it relaxing. looks to me. That I, so people say that to me and I'm like, where is that coming from? Because my <laughs> sister, Joanne, is so practical and she's like, I go over to stay at her house and she's just like, she doesn't sit down and I end up chasing her around to have a conversation. <laughs> She's just <laughs> cooking or preparing the next meal. And I'm just sitting there by her, <laughs> you know, kitchen island and just like a magazine in front of me. <laughs> You're just in her Looking orbit. at Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't feel like that. I, I take after my mom in that way, but, but I do, um, I like to have uh, deadlines. Um, and you know that about me as well as like, if I have a deadline, I, I can get there. Um, but, um, so even just getting in my studio and making the things that I want to make, it's like, you know, sometimes people say, oh, if I only had the time to be in my studio, you really have to make that time. And so one of the things that has been a redirect for me now is that I really have, um, instituted a daily practice. And this is something that I've learned from another mentor, um, Eric Maisel. And, um, is making that time and actually scheduling it in. Um, so I actually am in my studio actually making no Pinterest, no texting, no anything else. It doesn't sound like much, but two hours a day. And it'd be, um, it's amazing what you can get done in that, that time period. But I had to do that for myself um, because just making didn't seem like a deadline in itself. It was no gallery show. There was no, you know, book to write. There was no um, magazine article to, to have finished. So. Which, by the way, I'll get, I'll get you that copy soon. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it is important to block out that time to just make. And particularly when the rest of your business is focused elsewhere, it's still so important. It is so easy to just let that. And I mean, you, you know, how many of us really wake up and the first thing we do is is get that phone out and look at, at email and then you're off and running before your your head's even off the pillow. Um, and so the other daily practice that that's my secondary is to journal first thing in the morning for half an hour before I even get out of bed. Then I hit the studio. Um, don't always look very good. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I've washed my face, but (laughs) can't guarantee it. (laughs) And and I think there's some, there's a lot to be said about that, that morning, uh, morning brain, you know, just getting out there and really um, capturing sort of that rested, rested brain. I think there's, there's a lot to that, especially for me. I used to think I was kind of a night person, but. Interesting. uh, Yeah. Yeah. My brain is better in the morning. Well, I think there's that wakefulness where you're kind of not quite awake. Mm-hmm. It's a really great time to write. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Did you do the artist's way? Is that where you got inspired to do the morning pages? Um, You know, yes. And I. it's funny because I even did a book club. I led a book club, uh, oh gosh, back in the 90s um, at a Barnes & Noble for that oh my but, gosh that sounds so 90s doesn't it doesn't it way, yeah. Barnes and Noble you have yeah. your latte and yeah and Julia Cameron and mm-hmm. uh so yeah but um Eric is says the same thing he's like you know he, he used to think he was a an evening person but that 
that morning brain, you can, it's just so much more productive. So, and then by, you know, so, so if I do, if I get in my, my butt in the studio by nine, which is really the goal, which is late for some people and I'm, I'm out by 11 and then I've already, you know, I've already kind of got my, my, my main goals done. And then I can kind of do other stuff in the afternoon. He would say that it's, you've already made, made meaning. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, he's, he's an ex family, uh, therapist and now he's written like over 50 books. Um, and you can tell I'm a big, big fan of his. He just came out with a new book on his uh, new whole new, um, how do I even put this, um, mode of psychiatry there's psychology and it's called curism so i'm gonna check that out how do you spell his last name for us m-a-i-s-e-l dr eric p-h-d yeah and curism is k-i-r-i-s-m yeah if you it's the book is called lighting the way um but if you just google curism and and mazel you'll find it okay I the book will. just came out, so yeah. But interesting. I was kind of surprised because I was kind of digging out. I've I've done a couple online classes with him lately, just to sort of you know, as we were been saying, pivot. And um, I was like, oh my god, this is almost embarrassing. I have like ten of his books. <laughs> he writes <laughs> he writes on on writing. He's done some nonfiction, but he writes on writing and uh, oh gosh, um, coaching, um, life purpose just a lot of a lot of things so it's neat it's kind of the whole gamut yeah it sounds like you're a super fan i am i guess cool (laughs) i love having recommendations from people i get you know we -hmm. get each other so i want to read what you're reading yeah sounds good i remember you gave me a book recommendation by twyla tharp one time oh that's the best i love that book so much yeah um the creative habit Mm-hmm. And Twyla Tharp is a choreographer, and she did Billy Joel's Up, Bustin' Out. Um, I think I just butchered that, but uh, <laughs> she talks about how anytime she starts a new produ- production, she gets a banker's box yeah, and starts putting stuff in the box. Yeah. And I could really relate to that because I was doing a lot of production jewelry, so... Mm-hmm. I would have a tray and I would get everything I would need for the piece and put it on the tray, even though I might not be making it right now. It's yeah. sitting there waiting for me when I'm ready or I when thought, my deadline is knocking down my door, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so you're sort of prepping and I think your brain is just sort of like percolating these things yes. as you go, which I thought was really interesting for her because she's, you know, dancer, choreographer. I was like, that's right. really interesting because it's almost like she would have to go out of her way. Like for us, that that's our palette, you know, that's our paint. So we would, <laughs> right. we would Putting throw these beads boxes. and yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, well, of course we would do that. But for her, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting idea to, to be literally boxing forward. Yeah. And backward yeah. because then yeah. she dates all of her old projects and puts that in storage. Yeah. Some people like, uh, like Neelay, again, to bring him up, um, he likes to sketch out his designs. And I just like, what that just gets in my way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just, I think, you know, here we go. Is, that, is Brenda a very good, very good at um, looking ahead, pre- preparing? No, she, <laughs> she dives in and then she figures out how to swim. <laughs> yeah. Art in the moment. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you I do find, have you know, plans, that's really, though. 
You think? You do. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of like this year, you're not doing a lot of what you were planning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you feel like you're not doing, you know, but yeah. Um, I think you are. I've seen some of the cool things that you're doing with your Facebook lives and it really is extending your brand into new areas by teaching these online classes and creating new work and new techniques for making things and showing people how to do it. And you're very um, generous with the techniques that you share. You're so sweet. But I think, you know, I mean, there's always the next thing, right? And so maybe we don't, as artists, we don't really look at what we've accomplished. We're just on to the next thing. Well, what's going to, what's going to deepen this? What's going to, what's our next level? You know, that type of thing. So that's probably where I'm going. If I, if I look at, I just, just started a new blog on my birthday. So I would remember when I started it. And uh, (laughs) That's a good trick. Yeah, that's been in the works for a good year. Well, and I should say I've had blogs before, but it's like, why aren't these working? You know, I'd, I'd, you know, try a monthly blog or a weekly blog and I just, just never did it. And I had to go to where I knew it would work. And I, you know, I was, I loved Facebook and still do. Um, but I thought, well, go every weekday, you know, and just do just a little bit. You can write a little bit each day and then you'll do it. And it's, it's. I think we're on our fourth, fifth week. So it's like, hey. Yeah. It's yeah. been fun to see the different nuggets that you're sharing. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. We call them weekly tidbits of pretty or witty or wise. <laughs> yes, you're having fun there. I can tell. It shows. Yeah. You know, I think when you're passionate about something, you're not, you don't have to sell it. It just comes across that you're excited about it and other people should be too. It's it's funny. I you know, I think if if I'm passionate about or I see something like, oh that's really cool, I'm like, oh I want to share that with my community or my jiggy factors or whatever. <laughs> you know. I, I hate to call them fans because they're there's so much more than that. But um yeah, our peeps, you know, our our people. Do they yeah, it's see? like you um it's almost like you'd be holding back if you weren't sharing all that you do. And yeah. I know that sounds sort of self-explanatory, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like you have all these, this overflowing well sometimes, and it would feel weird to not share that with the people who you know are into what you do. Well, you know what, into, you know how goofy we are, especially, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think to non-creatives, which I think everyone is creative, but I think to some people, like my art is so out there, especially some of my found stuff that it's just like, you glom onto people that get it. And it's like, okay, someone to talk to. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> understands me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jim and I yeah. have been married for 27 years now, I think coming up this next month. And, you know, at first he was just like, oh, cause he met me in a marketing. We worked for DCI marketing, which is a marketer. So out of my elements. So this is when I was doing marketing for Mazda and Mitsubishi cars and fortune 500 companies. Oh my God. And that's how he, that's the Brenda he met. And then, you know, the power Brenda, then then I started slowly becoming this other person who like, you know, puts toys together with twigs, (laughs) hangs it around her neck. And he's like, Oh, this is art now, honey. (laughs) Yeah. But, but now, you know, instead of a, uh, 
a dozen roses, he'll come in from outside and go, hey, do you want this? And it's like a little, like, you know, snakeskin. Or <laughs> he found her, <laughs> you know, kind of an odd-shaped rock or something. <laughs> He's still not not up to the the really weird stuff that I'll find at uh, at flea markets, but he's he's getting there. <laughs> yeah, he's coming yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, let's talk a little bit about your found object jewelry because, um, you know, I think that is you're kind of circling back around in a way. Not that you ever stopped doing it, but I think yeah. it has taken on a bigger presence in your work lately. Yeah, it's just like you know, I I turned fifty eight a couple of weeks ago and I was just like okay if you know if this is what you want to do do it you know and I just really wanted to make uh more of it um and so I've been amassing oh my god so we drove across country with three um pods you're familiar with those moving tools oh yes and i bet i'm gonna say this out loud because maybe jim will listen to this but probably (laughs) one one and a half for my studio (laughs) yes i am uh i can relate (laughs) yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so and it's just like let's let's use this stuff and 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 what i do like we just talked about twyla tharp and it's just i've got all these jewelry trays and i've got those are my palettes and I just put these things together and now these things are actually becoming jewelry, you know, and some sort of, uh, you know, trying to uh, talking to galleries now and I'm, you know, um, getting into more directed uh, exhibitions. So now I have a belt buckle of all things that I did uh, for the belt buckle competition and that's unfortunately covid has <laughs> locked that down but it's in the window of uh, form and concept gallery in santa fe so nice. i have a little bit more um you know uh, of my what i call my real work <laughs> <laughs> yeah the rest Out of there. this is just your pretend work yeah this is just what you do to work. keep busy over here <laughs> <laughs> Your side hustles. <laughs> the psyche of the artist, how complex, right? Oh my goodness. So, but I love it. And it's just when I'm not doing that, it's, I mean, I, it's, it's funny because I do have probably more of a marketing personality than a lot of artists. Um, I, I, I really wouldn't do well in my, in my studio for six to eight hours. I have to get out and, and talk to people and um, I can't hold myself away in there too long, but I love it. It's just, it's, as a lot of people say, it's, you know, your happy place. And, um, and of course, working through a lot of that engineering and stuff, that's, I, I just that like part making, isn't making, putting happy. everything together, <laughs> but somehow yeah. it has to get glued or, or sewn or maybe even soldered. <laughs> How to attach everything. I do think yeah. that when you get into the zone, the painful parts are less painful. It doesn't mean that they're the happy parts trying to figure yeah. out how to connect two things, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it does, you know, you kind of do Zen out yep. if you're lucky yeah. yeah, and work really hard. Yeah. But it, it doesn't put itself together and, and each, each piece is, is a little bit different. It's not like, you know, as some uh, bench jewelers, God bless them. I, I could never do what they do, but you know, a bezel set a beautiful cabochon and that goes on a backing, which has other doodads. And then you put, you know, my, my stuff is just starts new every time. <laughs> and so it's just kind of crazy. Like, okay, how do I put a rubber gooseneck with, you know, a 
juice cap. <laughs> and, yeah, your palate is a little different. Yeah, and, and the engineering too. So it's like, so I'm like, well, this really should become like a sort of a almost working kaleidoscope. So how do I do that? And then I'm Googling kaleidoscopes and okay, so kaleidoscopes are pretty long. So how do I make one that doesn't stick out from my chest, you know, eight inches? <laughs> right, it's is it hanging just, down then? Yeah, weird, weird problem solving. And um, I just. Well, I love the things you've been doing with tin. You are fold forming and hole punching to stitch pieces together and putting it inside a frame. And just, I wouldn't have realized that there are so many different things you can do. Thanks. Thanks. Well, and I consider vintage tin like found metal. <laughs> so it's like, you know, instead of instead of going to your Rio catalog and going, okay, so I need 20 gauge brass or whatever. I'm like, oh, there's something <laughs> that I can do. And some of those fold form and my goodness, I got my Charles Luton Brain fold forming book out. I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to go to that level. Because, <laughs> and, and it doesn't serve, you know, it doesn't serve what I want to do with my art, but it's it's kind of fun to dabble in a lot of different areas, at least a little bit, you know. So it, it's it's funny. It'll, it'll, uh, it'll serve something somewhere, you know. So yeah, it all comes out eventually. You just keep putting the good stuff in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good so, stuff. Brenda, do you have a favorite gemstone? I ask all of our guests what their favorite gemstone is or a piece of jewelry that, with their favorite gemstone, either way. Well, Katie, since you've asked, <laughs> <laughs> I felt guilty yesterday because you were like, um, you know, trying to corral, not corral me, but, you know, be the host. And I'm like, how about if I send you some bullet points? <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm like, who do I think I am? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the gemstone. Um, it, it is uh, uvarovite. And do you know what that is? Because I think it is, goes under two names, uvarite and uvarovite, I think are the same things. And it's this really beautiful, sparkling um, garnet. It's in the garnet group. And it's bright, bright green, like a Kelly green. Um, but a lot of it you'll see... Um, on kind of a just a regular matrix, you know, just like regular things. So I kind of what I kind of like about it is that it's just this plain old rock, and then it just sort of grows these crystals. But you can kind of see the uh, the regular old basic, you know, utilitarian rock underneath. So that's it my that's beautiful. my answer. I'll have to check it out. Do yeah, you have check out some that you're planning to use someday, or some that you already wear? Oh no. No, I have, I have a whole bunch of ready to go into things. Um, so I'll have to come up with some sort of fun, you know, found wire capture or something like that, but it hasn't come up yet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've picked out a few pieces from Gary Wilson. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. We could be in his booth all day. So many beautiful stones. Yes. We have to time, time ourselves. Yeah, I have my little dragon's hoard of things that I'm saving to make something really spectacular. What do you mean dragon's hoard? What does that mean? You know how the dragon's laying in his cave or her cave and they have are surrounded by all the riches that they've collected. You know, so I have my special little collection that I'm thinking, oh, if I in fact, I have one right in front of me. It's a beautiful cab by Jeff Fulkerson. 
Uh-huh. And um, this stone is turquoise, and it has these really lovely... I don't generally like it when there's a lot of black in uh-huh. it, but yeah. there's a lot of shiny black in it, and it's really pretty. Did you get that and when I've we were together? Like, looking at it for two years probably yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think we (laughs) i know at potter at potter's open house we got a couple things exactly yeah Yeah. that's exactly right so i'll turn (laughs) it into something eventually oh i know you will (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for chatting with us today brenda it's so fun to learn about the process that you've taken from Starting out even giving presentation on trends to being a tool inventor to making your art jewelry and everything in between. And now a renewed focus on your brand and what you want to do next. It's really cool. Thank I'm excited you. to watch. It sure has been a ride and, and I, I just can't wait to, you know, keep going and see what else comes and see what we all do. You know, it's there's there's nothing that's the same, that's for sure. We sure have a, a whole different environment that we can consider an opportunity. So dive in yeah you know how you said before that um there's that saying you know follow your dreams you have to be a little more practical about it and everything i was thinking i threw away that embroidered pillow that i had with that on it you know a long time ago (laughs) and now i think i should get one of what you just said which is nothing stays the same nothing stays the same yeah that's okay yeah i think i'll use that in my my i'm opening up to um to uh, online courses that are nothing about making. They're all about the artist process and uh, and about creativity. And so I just, I just got a nugget from you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, sure. Thank you for coming. It's just wonderful to have you here. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening. To see pictures, please check out our show notes, interweave.com slash jewelry-artist-podcast. Jewelry Artist is hosted and produced by me, Katie Hacker. We had help from Tamara Hahnemann and Merle White, a special thanks to the team at Lapidary Journal Jewelry Artist Magazine. Jewelry Artist is an interweave podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. Our podcast producer is Matthew Talisfor. Tammy Jones is our web editor, and Jesse Rodriguez does our marketing. Our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.